y'all. Welcome back to Date Card, a Bachelor Nation podcast. I'm Jenna. And I'm Danica. And oh, Lord, do we have a lot of stuff to lay on you this week. First and foremost, we have been recording for 20 minutes already, and we forgot to press record. So here is our leftover garbage for you guys. Um, a second, <laughs> if you're... If you're listening for the first time, watching for the first time, I would encourage you to drink every single time that Peter Weber says, I swear, or I swear to God, um, you will be wasted and it will make this podcast listening experience much more enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. That's how he lies. That's how he fucking, that's his tell. And you just gotta know it, you know? And I feel like, um, you can always just tell when a man is lying by certain things he says, but his is very specific. I swear. He says that all the time. He all says, time. I swear. I swear to God. I swear on my mother's life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This means at this point, God is dead. His mom mm-hmm. is dead. And like, we're really hoping that he like does the right thing and pushes that like guilt weight onto Joe Biden. So like, I swear on Joe Biden's life. But I'm telling the truth because this man cannot possibly tell the truth. And neither can Joe Biden, by the way. Um, So we're hoping that uh, our boy, our boy Joe will be a toast in a couple of weeks or at the very least Donald Trump. Like this dude could do some work for us. He could be a part of the movement, you know? I mean, I feel like they both have coronavirus right now, so we're just going <laughs> to hope and hope and hope and hope and pray. Um, yeah, no, y'all. Okay, so like legit, we didn't record for the first 20 minutes, and I think it's hilarious that we went through this entire season without having that snafu, and uh, I'm just really proud of us, actually. I feel like it's a great yeah. moment. I feel like yeah. I feel like a true podcaster kind of being like, oh, we just wasted, you know, 20 minutes of our lives, because here's the thing. We wasted four hours of our lives this week. Yeah. So, like, why not? Like, <laughs> I feel like we wasted more than four hours. Like, this was so disappointing. I feel like it took up so much of my brain space. And the thing oh is, God. like, they've been they've been like teasing this as like this has never happened before. And I'm just like, excuse me, I watched Jason Mesnick's season, and I watched Ari's season, and I watched Colton's season, and like, there are elements of all of that in here. Mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. this one was worse. Mm-hmm. It, was it was worse. It was just like deeply unsatisfying all around. Yeah, truly. I mean, it was really unsatisfying. I, I, yeah, it was, I, we'll get into all the different things, but like, I feel like even Ari's was almost more satisfying for some reason, even though it was horrible. And I remember, I vividly remember feeling like my skeleton had shot to the moon when I was watching that season. It yeah. was like horrible, horrible feeling. And yeah, I was like, like Throw my bones in a volcano. Like, I don't care. I don't care anymore. I'm done. And, like, I wondered if I was even done with the franchise briefly. Because I was just like, this is, like, horrible. And then last night, I screamed at the TV. Like, am I done? This is horrible. I'm not done. Spoiler alert. Narrator. She's not done. But, Mm -hmm. like, I I just was like, oh, my God. And then there wasn't even that great of a payoff. So, anyway. But we do have, um, like, so much to get through. So, let's, like, power through, bitches. And, like, we're excited to... um, Get incredibly drunk while doing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we already started, so mm-hmm. it, this is not going to be clear or concise or focused at all. But you know what? This season doesn't deserve that. And also, mm-hmm. we already tried twenty minutes ago to be smart, yeah. so and it didn't work. <laughs> Whatever. So, hmm. Let's start off. Uh, the episode starts. Uh, 
there are two women left, um, Hannah Ann, and I still don't remember her name. Just kidding. It's Madison. Um, <laughs> Peter meets up with his family before they meet either one of the women. Uh, they've flown to, where they at? Australia? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beautiful burp. Thank you. Sorry. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's going to be a great episode, y'all. Uh, Peter meets up with his family, and it becomes pretty clear early on that he has assigned like a lot of value to what they think of his partners. In fact, I think um, I was talking to Justin and Curtis about this earlier that they read somewhere that there was like one of Peter's like ex-girlfriends that he dated in high school where he broke up with her because his mom like didn't want him to date her anymore. And I'm just like, yeah, that tracks. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oops. Um, (laughs) So but we see like sort of how his family's opinions play out in his decision-making process throughout the like course of the episode and like his own like tension with that and like what his ultimate choices are. It's just, it's bizarre. Um, But he explains sort of like his relationships with the women that he's with. He tells them that um, Hannah Ann got his first impression rose. They have a really Mm -hmm. strong connection. He's not really worried about anything with the two of them. They've already met Maddie. They liked Maddie. And then he throws Maddie basically under the bus. (laughs) Like seriously. (laughs) Saying that like, she's just like a total virgin loser asshole. And like, he's basically like telling them without telling them that their lifestyle and beliefs and values are completely mm-hmm. incompatible. And they're like, yeah, you guys sound completely incompatible. Why is she still here? Like at least bring back the girl that you wanted to fuck. Like I, I really wanted to see that by the way. Like, can you, I imagine, know. Can it you really would have been Barb great. and Victoria F just like fucking around. That'd be so fun. But instead, we get this, like, same, like, virgin, non-virgin dichotomy thing that's just annoying to me at this point. I respect her life choices. I'm just tired of this narrative. Oh, for uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we definitely respect it. Yeah, we definitely respect it. It's just, it's, it's, oh, God. It's just, it's all about it. Yeah. Um, so, the first date that they have is with Hannah Ann and uh, Peter's family. Um. Oh my god! I do briefly remember that the brother was like, "Oh, a Hannah, that's great." He said something like that, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And I was and like, "Oh god, dude!" Peter's brother is my favorite contestant, even though he's not a contestant. I want him. I want just this like twiggy ass, probably gay boy to be the next Bachelor. He is so great. Snaps for him. I love him. He's so. Um, Hannah Ann meets with the family. I saw this article um, on Vulture today that described Hannah Ann as America's first sentient Snapchat filter. (laughs) And I was like fucking dying about it because not only did Hannah Ann, she like, like revitalized Claire's as a company, but also like Delia's and all of these like, (gasps) You know what I'm talking about? Like, what deal? Like, she is going to bring these malls back. She's going to revitalize our economy in a way that Trump could never. (laughs) Amazing. I love her. Like, that Dr. Pepper lip smackers, that's coming back. I need it. I want it. Thank Thank you, you, Hannah Ann. And, yeah, she does look like a Snapchat filter. I want to see 
like what happens if she opens her mouth wide enough does her tongue come out like a dog you know and then <laughs> she's like i'm like i'm like a puppy because bitches like a puppy and i, I that was like I, that was a weird that was my i think like the person that like stole my snapchat account was probably just like sending people nudes of me with that dog filter with my titties like fully out because <laughs> that was like the sexiest i could be you know what i mean no yeah definitely Jordan, like the one with like the big eyes and tiny nose and big mouth mm -hmm. I, like mm -hmm. that was me just my boobies were out also i love it so much that's great uh, stuff yeah. idolizing it um so yeah. hannah ann talks with the family about oh, oh god this is embarrassing to read even out loud hannah ann talks with the family about how proud she is to be dating peter um, she's proud to be a part of him and proud of the experience. And he's literally like glommed onto her, like a backpack. Like <laughs> it's disgusting to watch. It makes me hate straight people. And it's like a foreshadowing for the future. Cause she's literally carrying his weight. Like she carries yeah. the weight of their relationship <laughs> later. It's so true. Um, and like, but the thing is like Barb and Pete senior love it. Uh, Barb's, I think, likes Hannah Ann so much because it reminds her of her and Pete Sr.'s relationship when they were younger. Um, I was uncomfortable watching yeah. it. I didn't like it. It didn't seem genuine. And also it, it, it seemed disingenuous in the way that I was when I was in 10th grade, when I was just trying to piss my parents off by like cuddling on the couch while watching like a PG movie. Cause that's all I was allowed to watch. Like with my partner at the time mm -hmm. partner. Oh my God. That's not, I shouldn't call it that. <laughs> that's definitely not what you called it <laughs> when you were in 10th grade. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I was that woke uh, <laughs> in Middleton, Idaho in 10th grade. Oh my God. I'm obsessed. Um, um, so Barb is talking about how much she loves Hannah Ann. She's like, she's breathtakingly gorgeous. She seems really sweet, lovely. Um, the problem with Peter is he falls so hard. Um, and I just have to make sure that Hannah Ann is the right girl. And I just want him to be happy, which is great. I love that some parent in this franchise mm -hmm. for the first time ever gives a shit about their son making a stupid choice. It's yeah. literally the first time ever, ever. Um, so when she's talking to Hannah Ann, she sort of lays out what she's looking for, um, for Peter in a partner, which is overbearing, but I'm here for it. <laughs> um, she's just like, I'm going to, I'm looking for someone that's going to love my son with all her heart, be there for him. Cause I want to see pure happiness in his life. I think it's important for you to never change him and for him to never change you, which is going to come up so many times over the next two episodes like this like before she meets any of the girls, this is what her expectation is. She loves Peter the way he is. She's looking for someone that will help him grow and grow with him, but she doesn't want his like fundamental and core values to be changed or altered in any way. And I think that's fair. True. And, but it's definitely also telling why she hates Maddie so much later. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, given that this is like the first thing we see from Barb to one of the contestants, mm -hmm. This is immediate foreshadowing as to why we get what we get in the second part of the episode. Um, so 
Hannah Ann's like pretty honest with her. She says that she loves Peter. She talks about like why this process is hard because she's not really feeling that same kind of thing back from him and how hard it's been to not be able to receive like validation from him in that same kind of way. And like newsflash, it's because he doesn't feel that way about you. Yeah. Um, otherwise totally. would have felt something. Um, and like Hannah Ann talks with Pete senior. She's talking about how it's like love at first sight with them. And dad is like eating it up. He loves it. <laughs> and I love dad. I'm so horny about dad for some reason. Um, dad starts talking to Peter about how he's feeling about the process and ask if there's anything missing in their relationship. And um, Peter says like, no, there's truly nothing that I'm lacking. I promise there's nothing. Take a drink. Mm-hmm. Oh, you already did, but do another mm-hmm. one. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Big gulp. If you see anything or see any type of hesitation with me, it's this dilemma that I'm inevitably in because my heart is with two people right now. I just want to tell one girl in the end that I'm like in love with her. I like want it to be with one person. And it's just like, bud, bud. Okay. Okay. So I'm so glad that we're recording this for the second time because my new, my new opinion on this is that that's wild because he just spent weeks telling multiple women that he was falling in love with them and how we've talked about how that was horrible that was. And now he's like, I just want to tell one woman that I'm falling for them or that I'm in love with them. But it's like, dude, you already kind of like, that's, that's the reason why none of this is going to work out. Even if you stayed with, uh, we'll talk about it later. Oh my god, that's horrible. Anyway, okay, cool. No, it's, it, he's like already like massively like flubbed this up. Yeah, um, and now he's like lying to himself, just like blatantly lying to himself and like, lying to his family and lying yeah. to the women. So it's like yeah. no part of this is going to work out. Like I get that family is important to him. I get that both of these women are important to him, but he has not told the truth mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form to any of the people that he gives a shit about. So like obviously, yeah, this is confusing. Oh my god. Wild, wild. All right. Do you have any, like, final end. thoughts about Madison? Or, sorry, about Hannah Ann? No, not really. No. no. <laughs> yeah, same. I like her. I like her, love her, and I'll talk about her later, because she's a queen. Um, so, <laughs> next we go to Madison meeting with the family, um, which <laughs> is wonderful. Um, Peter has been left with Madison's ultimatum. They have a really, really long conversation about that. His family's uh, concerned about their relationship and he admits that that's kind of a big flag for him. Um, And it's also a huge flag for them as well. Um, They meet up. She's frustrated. She's not feeling good about their relationship. Um, She doesn't feel like he's fully grasped like the gravity of the situation and how important um, this whole conversation situation is to her. Um, And I want to talk about like a couple of things here. Mm-hmm. Like, I totally understand that in, like, a reality, in a normal relationship, you have, like, a series of choices you can make, and you get to make them together, and this whole process is just as much her choosing him as him choosing her. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is almost, like, the way that she goes about talking about this conversation is almost, like, entitled to me. Like, like a how could you... Um, like, how could you do this, et cetera? But, like, 
really like ultimately it is kind of up to him. I like, I'm wondering how you think about that. Like really what it comes down to is like, you're the last one of the last two people on a game show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So like, as much as I think like in the real world, yeah, totally get mm -hmm. what you're feeling on the, in this environment, I'm just like, okay, like, do you not understand like what you signed up for? Like, it's truly, and I was um, listening to Nick Vial's podcast, of course, because I'm obsessed, mm -hmm. and he had Kelsey on, and even at one point, she was really trying to be very nice, because she likes everybody involved, but she was like, you know, like, I understand her wanting to wait a little bit to talk about certain things. She's like, but I didn't have the luxury of doing that. I told him fucking so much about him, my life early and often because I, I felt like I had to. And honestly, I liked that I did because it showed that he was willing to still be with me despite these things. And I think, yes, it's her choice to do that. He's like, she was like, but this is the environment we're in. And this is not, it's, that wasn't a really great choice. And she's like, I think it ultimately messed things up. And it's like, duh, fucking yeah. duh. And um, yeah, it does come from a little entitled. Like, I mean, I feel like, again, I don't think Maddie is like a horrible person, but she's probably been pretty spoiled. She comes from a rich, well-to-do family that's famous in her town. And I think she gets to set, she gets to set the tone for her life and her relationships, which, like you said, in a, in a reality, yes, you should set tones. But yeah, you should be making making choices together. And she's been making a lot of choices for Peter and then mm -hmm. being mad at him when he doesn't, um, when he can't, you know, achieve it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I think, too, like, a lot of, I think she views, like, all the things that she's done as, like, a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Like, like, because she hasn't, like, asked for anything in particular up until this moment. Like, she deserves for him to, like, have listened to her in this moment. Yeah. Which, is, and I think that's the frustrating thing to me. And I think we've, there's been a lot of conversations everywhere about, like, is this, like, is what she asked for manipulative? Is this, like, coercion? What is the word that I'm looking for? Mm, uh, ultimatum. Yeah, like, is this an ultimatum? Like, yeah, it is. I don't think there's anything wrong with an ultimatum, but I think that she deserves for him, like she feels like she deserves for him to acquiesce mm -hmm. to her in this circumstance because she hasn't been quote unquote like difficult so far. Yeah. Like she hasn't been like a Victoria. She's not caused a mm -hmm. lot of drama. She hasn't like, she didn't have the thing that Hannah Ann had with Kelsey. Like mm -hmm. she's been relatively drama free so I mm -hmm. think that she feels like in this moment like Peter owes this to her and he doesn't mm -hmm. like that's a huge ask like I mean like th the fact that like oh like the only thing I'm ever asking you for is the one thing that's the most important thing to me that is like fundamental to my beliefs as a human being is the only thing I'm asking you for like that sucks oh shit that's so good no what that's so fuck? good what the fuck yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and if it's that important to you I'm sorry if it's that important to you you would have told him earlier you would have yeah you you should have you should have yeah yeah. So, and I mm -hmm. like, but she still doesn't understand this as being an ultimatum, and it is. Mm -hmm. And like, mm -hmm. I I really think that like she views ultimatum as a bad word, and again, it's not. It's just like if you believe so strongly in this that you're not willing to be in a relationship if they cross that boundary, mm -hmm. like just don't be in that relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, so he, uh, Madison's talking. 
Uh, she's like, I need to feel confident and sure and at peace. I don't feel that right now. Um, she's basically saying, like, I don't know what to do. Like, love isn't the issue here. Um, all the other crap is the issue. And I don't even know what that means. And then, like, they're basically just, like, sitting, like, forehead to forehead, not looking at each other. So no one can tell that the other one is lying because both of them are lying. Um, <laughs> Peter's like, can we get through that together? She's like, I want to. Let's do it. I don't know how to. Let's figure it out. Um, and then Madison says something that is echoed in the second part of the episode, the, the episode that aired on Tuesday. She says, it just sucks that this is the part of the journey we're supposed to be the best. Mm. And this is literally something that Peter's dad says later mm -hmm. that she, they both like disagree with for some reason. <laughs> and it's like, you fucking said it first. Yes. You yes. absolute whole, like what is wrong with you? Oh my God. She describes herself as being loyal to a fault. Like she, all of these things are just red flag territory over and over and over. And then Peter is talking to his family and he's like, I have zero concerns. I have no worries whatsoever. And we're all just like throwing our glasses against a wall. Like I cannot understand. Like they just literally had a conversation full of red flags. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so apparently they were like three hours late <laughs> to, <laughs> to a meeting with his parents, uh, which is something we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, she spills uh, her whole ass guts about, like, Peter sleeping with other people to his parents. And I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I'm, like, open about, like, my sexuality with my mom. But, like, I would never just be, like, go up to somebody's parents, meeting them for the second time, just being like, actually, yeah, the reason we relate is because, like, um, Peter slept with other people. And I had to talk about it for three hours. Like, shut the fuck up. What? Um... They are just, like, not stoked about this whole conversation because they know their son fucks. And that these two are just, like, not compatible. They, like, called it already. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah, they're just, like, you're not compatible at all. And, uh, and even Madison's like, yeah, I think there are a lot of differences. Mm. You mm. don't say Mm -hmm. interesting yeah like his dad says do you see yourselves being completely compatible and madison's like i think there are a lot of differences are there any differences that bother you and she's just talking about like this conversation that peter and she had had where peter and i had a really long conversation about this when we were on our one-on-one -on -one in peru with how important faith is to me and that's my whole world my whole life oh my god <laughs> ringing bells um he shared with me that he could grow and that's what i guess i kind of clung to because peter lied yep peter lied in that moment um because i think no matter what when you're talking about faith life whatever it's important for me and my partner to want to grow i want to be with someone who every day wants to be better than the day before i felt like he was really honest and expressed that in a really beautiful way i genuinely respect you and want you to know that i want what's best for peter and i've said from the beginning if it's meant to be it will be and i believe that with all of my heart and i'm just like <laughs> oh so gross so disgusting oh my god but then his brother comes in oh uh, again, Peter's brother for Bachelor. I don't like. I don't even want him to date anybody. I just want to talk to him for a long time. Um, 
Peter's brother is talking to Peter and he's like, obviously you're very physical in relationships and let's assume you go with Maddie. So now we're talking about this whole period of not actually still having sex until you're fully married. Is that something you realistically see yourself doing? And Peter is like so defensive and just like clamming up into himself. Like I've never seen Peter like about to start a fight except Mm -hmm. for this moment with his tiny, tiny, like four foot two brother who has muscles smaller than mine like (laughs) he's just like yeah if i choose it like it's just so it's such a weird dynamic and peter's brother is like really like really uh, i don't know he's like oh yeah you're the type where you get home from a trip and you go out to lion dancing and you're nonstop and you're out at the club have you talked to her about that have you talked about your lifestyle compatibilities And like, yeah, and Peter, Peter's just like, yeah, they're different, but I don't know that that's a bad thing. Oh and his brother's God. just like, I just want to be sure you're not compromising yourself and how you would normally be in a relationship. And uh, Peter's like, <laughs> this is the most toxic line, I think. Peter's mm-hmm. like, you can't expect that because that's what relationships are. Of course, I'm going to be compromising part of myself. And I'm like, that's not, that's not right, right? Like, am I insane? He's just like, because he's like, because, yeah, in most relationships, people do have to compromise at some point. But he's just being like, he's just like, of course, the whole foundation of this relationship is going to be a compromise. No, dude, the the foundation shouldn't be a compromise. Things later on in your life can be a compromise, but not the foundation of the entirety of the relationship. No, and I think that's like the thing, like, this is a like fundamental thing with Maddie and Peter's entire relationship is like, you can tell that there's like love there, there's compatibility in a Mm -hmm. certain sense, but like, I would never want to be in a relationship where I have to compromise my core values and the thing that I care about most Mm -hmm. in order to be in a relationship with somebody. And like, my core values are not the same as Maddie's, but like, ew, if I have to date a Biden supporter and like, compromise on like healthcare and like you know what I'm saying like there's just like certain things that like regardless of how attracted you are or like how how much you care about another person like if those things are so important to you like it's just not gonna work long term like something's gotta give at a certain point it's crazy um let's go to the bring her home part okay Yes, because it's the shining gold of everything. We were all so, <laughs> so wrong about this. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was the whole thing with Chris Harrison. Like, this is, no one's ever seen this before. And no one could guess that no this was guess. what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so they say goodbye to Maddie. Uh, who, Madison, by the way, leaves on a note with Peter that where she says, we are on different pages in literally every way. And Peter's still just like full defense mode for this bitch. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. They say goodbye to Maddie. <laughs> I love that they call him Bud because it yeah. means that he's the stupid brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mom is saying, she's not there for you, Bud. But I have to tell you something. I said a prayer last night and I said, Lord, p- 
please guide Peter today and guide Madison to see where they're at in this relationship because you have a gem waiting for you who is madly head over heels in love with you and God put her there for you. I think God has answered my prayers and put the right person in your path. But you know, maybe deep in your heart, you knew that because of all the issues that were already surrounding the situation. And then like, just later on, she's like, Hannah is an angel on earth. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny to me. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Oh my God. Oh, God. And it's literally just like a mother's intuition is never wrong. Mm-hmm. Never. Um, so they're just still confused as to why he's into Madison. They're just like, dude, please fucking explain it to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they bring Hannah B into it, which I fucking love. Oh, so many snaps for this. Um, his mom is saying, like, she's just trying to get through to him and just being like, hey, like, you don't always think rationally. She says, like, you were head over heels in love with Hannah B, but she went and picked the wrong person. And now you have a perfect girl right in front of you. And you're going to risk that for Madison. And his brother's like, like, why do you see Hannah Ann as like lesser than? Like, why are you willing to risk mm-hmm. this relationship, which seems like really compatible with our family and with you? And for this person who does not seem compatible with you at all. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry. This, no, part, this, this, is, this is the penultimate part of the whole season. Uh, Barb says, Hannah Ann loves you with all of her heart. Don't let her go. Don't let her go. Bring her home. Bring her home to us. We will welcome her with open arms. We will welcome her with all the love in the world. She's a dream come true, and God has placed her there for you. That's what love stories are made out of. Someone that is so madly in love with you. And Peter's like, you have to stop doing this. And Mom's like, I'm crying. I'm crying. I can't stop crying. so fucking hilarious (laughs) it's so funny and it's like so manipulative and so gross but so necessary like i can't decide where i fall on like either side of it i feel like all can be true that's the thing i think all things can be true i think it could be manipulative i think it could be dramatic i think it's also sweet i think it's also real and and correct you know like it's i think it's all of the things and that's why i'm really like annoyed with the narrative online today because i'm like it's all it's like a nuanced conversation and no one ever wants to have a nuanced conversation in bachelor nation i digress um oh my god let's run through these really fast yes um so madison and peter have a date um she admits they're really different people she's Mm -hmm. having a hard time Mm -hmm. with the whole thing uh she says at the beginning of the date like in her itm like we both fought i've just realized it's kind of time to surrender we kind of get the idea of what's going to happen in this situation um she has this conversation with peter where she's like can love conquer all um i think about how i want this so badly and how much i want you um but i don't know that we can give each other what we need Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes I think about part of being a good warrior and a good fighter. What the fuck? Uh, It is knowing when to surrender 
I do think that love still wins and I do think that love conquers all. Um, but set, having said that, I'm willing to walk away so you can get what you came here to find. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Peter's like, why don't you think that's you? Um, Maddie says, because I think we see things so differently. We expect such different things. There's always going to be this level of misunderstanding. And I don't want us to feel like we have to work overtime to love each other. Oh, my God. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. That's amazing. That's real. That's wonderful. 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 And then, like, Madison goes on and is just talking about, like, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to faith, when it comes to lifestyle, we're just, like, not compatible. We view things differently. And Peter's like, for me, the differences don't matter. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, these are the most important things to her. And, like, truly. Oh, sorry. I'm like, it is. It's so upsetting to see this man just be completely oblivious to, like, just basic reasoning. Basic fucking reasoning. Oh, my God. And so, like, Madison is like, I have to think about what's realistic for me, what's smart, what's wise, what life outside of this will be like, our compatibility. I have to think about these things, and I don't know that we're the best for each other. And Peter's like, you really believe that? And she says, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Which is a classic Maddie line, if I've ever heard it. <laughs> Girl knows how to say, yeah, perfectly. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's amazing. Uh, and then she fucking leaves. And it's like, it's a, it's, it's great. But also sad, you know, but whatever, whatever. This is just so fucking classic. I, yeah. I People know I love the whole Desiree and Chris um, season and how, like, Brooks left and then, like, um, the you know, Des had to, like, make her choices and everything. This is very reminiscent of that, um, but also different in many ways because Peter is a piece of trash. Anyway, let's go on to Hannah Ann. So Hannah Ann and Peter have their one-on-one date. Um, she's very excited to see him. Also anxious. Makes sense. Uh, he's garbage. Um, they hold baby kangaroos. Uh, he spends the entire day like choking her in a weird way. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like where his like arm is like wrapped around her neck and he's just like kissing her head over and over. It looked like a weird wrestling move. And I'm just like, I know that like bachelor nation and wrestling nation have a lot of like weird fans in common, but that wasn't it chief. Um, (laughs) um, Oh my God. This is the best part. (laughs) They they go to the nighttime date and Hannah is like wearing this like skimpy, slutty, sultry thing that I love that like comes from either like one of those like um websites from China where everything costs four dollars that I order it from and it looks like shit on me. Um because it's made out of like I don't I don't even know like fishing line or something when it looks like a normal thing. Or it's from uh Oh, what is it? What is Revolve or something? <laughs> she did get look, same to she me. got so many. She got so many clothes from Revolve, so it's that's totally it. Um, and he comes in wearing like fucking sweatpants and like an ugly purple cardigan. He like didn't try at all. Um, like just like please, girl, leave. He doesn't care about you. Um, and she basically spends the whole night still like trying to prove herself to him. Um, she doesn't know that she's the only person left. He never tells her that she's the only person left. Mm -hmm. And that's incredibly frustrating to me. Mm -hmm. Um, because she is literally 
just over and over again, just, like, trying to sell herself as, like, the person that's right for him. And it feels really mean mm-hmm. and really manipulative and, like, and an act of, like, desperation mm-hmm. for – because I think she actually does really care about him. Mm-hmm. I would um, agree. And, like, also this is, like, something that happens in the next episode where he – like when he does end up proposing to her, he makes it seem as though he sent Maddie home of his own volition. He's like mm-hmm. never honest with her mm-hmm. about what is actually going on mm-hmm. at any point in this process. Mm-hmm. Um, so Peter is saying like, I never doubted anything with you ever. Um, I know what I have with you. And I, uh, and I see all of your selflessness and how understanding you are and how you truly want me to be happy at the end of this. And all I want for you is to be just as happy. I've never questioned where your heart's been at. Um, Ugh. yeah. It, he, and he's talking about how his heart's been pulled in two different directions, but again, it cannot be pulled in two different directions at this point because Maddie is gone. Maddie's gone. <laughs> And Hannah Ann sort of repeats what she was saying to his mom at the beginning of the week where Mm -hmm. she's like, it hurts when I'm so sure and you're not. I've given and I've given and I've given and I just want something in return. It's hard being so sure of someone and not getting that in return. Um, You just don't seem like you're completely there like I am. And Peter's like, I just want to be certain about my decision and you deserve that. And... Hannah Ann feels like she's at a sort of breaking point. And that's where we end up at the end of episode one. Oh my God. That is amazing. I need to pee. Let's take a break. (laughs) We start back now with night two of the two night finale because they fucking hate us so goddamn much. I swear to God. Um, Also take a drink because I just said swear to God. Wow. So we open up with Peter running um, from his problems, um, as usual, and um, he's basically just lying to himself, just full on lying to himself, trying to convince himself that he loves Hannah Ann. Before I get too much into this, I, I think I've harped on this a million times before, but like this is similar to the Des and Brooks situation of her season. What is different and what makes her season so much better is that when Brooks left her, because he wasn't feeling it, she had a breakdown. She was super upset. They showed us her breaking down and mourning it. And then kind of going through the process of realizing that Chris, the guy she ended up choosing was the right guy for her, but she wasn't so sure, you know, she needed to think about it. So she went on another date with him because he left early enough where like he, she could go on another date with Chris and she had Chris meet her family. And they showed us this whole process so that by the end of the season, she could look in the camera and say, you you know what? I've realized that I had true love in front of me the entire time and it was in Chris and it was believable. This not the case. They just have Peter fucking do a voiceover and he goes, I know what I have with Hannah Ann and that's true love. That's fucking it. He just fucking is like, I, that, this is it. I fucking love Hannah Ann. She's my true love. She's my person. Starts throwing all these fucking words around and I'm like, excuse me, dude. They didn't show anything. Go ahead. Yeah. So like, um, I don't think that I watched that season. Mm -hmm. So was it the same kind of situation where 
it was really close at the end. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, she had to choose between two. Be- so, like, basically the difference is, like, you see emotion mm-hmm. behind her choosing one over the other. Whereas, like, we don't see, like, anything Peter is doing to mourn, like, Madison and his relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just, like, so, like, he, like, removes his mind from that part mm-hmm. of it and just like fully just like goes into Hannah Ann and it seems like gross and like mm-hmm. it really just like he wanted like the viewers to have like a happy ending when, yes. like really like the whole like the whole situation could have been resolved like this could be the most dramatic season because he doesn't get anybody mm-hmm. that would have been actually pretty fucking dope I would have loved that and it would have felt more respect for the fucker You know, it would have been like, you got your heart broken and now you are realizing this is not going to work out. And instead he just kind of like lies to himself and just is convincing himself that he's, that she's the one. I'm not saying he doesn't have feelings for Hannah Ann. I think he probably does, but like, he's just bull. He's just like, I've woken up and this is the case. I must go pick a ring out for her. And he goes and and fucking meets Neil uh, Lane and picks out a ring. And it's an ugly ring because he's an ugly soul. And um, it's just like anything. So he goes goes to the the fucking proposal um, platform. And he calls Ranger Rick and asks for the hand or asks for permission to marry Hannah Ann. And asks that's for the Hannah asked. Ann in marriage. Yeah. He asks for the hands of Hannah Ann. Uh, and it's disgusting and he shouldn't have done it. And I, that's when I knew we were in trouble. Something was like bad. I started screaming at the TV because I was like, this is not okay. He's involving the family. This is not okay. He knows he's not doing something right. Like even if he's still lying to himself, there's a deep nugget in his fucking soul. And he, so he calls the dad and he gets permission. I'm just like, oh no, this is not okay. So he's standing there pacing, waiting for Hannah Ann to show up. And that's when Chris Harrison fucking shows up. And he proceeds to do the line we've seen all fucking season. Hey, I just, I just found out I need to tell you that. And then we hear what it is. It's that Hannah Ann, I'm not, I'm not sure she's going to show up. Peter goes, what? He freaks out a little bit. He's sitting there. He's just like, you can see his like entire, like all the fucking color dreams from his body. And my best favorite line probably of the entire episodes are, yeah, Peter writes, says, uh, does she know that Maddie's not here? Chris looks at him and says, uh, unless you told her, then no. I mean... Oh my god, right, Dan? <laughs> like, I I mean, like, I did not get to watch the show last night. This is, like, the first time in a long time I haven't watched it, like, as it's happened. I watched it today and, like, fully, like, convulsed on my bed for, like, probably 15 minutes. Like, a, like wh- who's gonna tell her? Who's gonna tell her? You're supposed who's to tell gonna, her, Peter. Like, why do you think it's, like, her producer's responsibility to tell her that Maddie is gone? That is a you and her conversation, you fucking coward. You fucking coward. And uh, you saw, like, the thing is, if you watch that scene, you see Chris being like, um, no, unless you did. And then Peter's face being like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> really fucked up. Um, and so he knows he's fucked up, so he goes down and he lays in a room, and he, he lays down on a bed and he starts having a panic attack, which is really funny because I want to lay down in my room and have a panic attack because I'm not enjoying myself. Um, so this is just crazy. Eventually, uh, Hannah um, 
well, she's like pacing her room and she's also upset and she lays down and has a panic attack. And I'm just like, can we all just lay down and have a fucking panic attack? Because clearly that is was how this is supposed to end. Um, she's wearing no, a wedding she dress. Stayed there. She yeah, should have she- stayed there on that bed like that the whole time. Just laying there in her beautiful wedding dress. And I'm like, can we get the lady a vibrator? I don't know what we need to do. Can we just fucking fix it? <laughs> but eventually she does come to the proposal platform. Um, she has to make a treacherous walk down a fucking like no less than 20 steps that are clearly like slatted steps. So like her her fucking heel is about to go in one of the like slats and that's like not okay. You literally see her about to almost fall. It's amazing. When she gets to fucking Peter, she's like, he's like, how are you beautiful? And she's like, um, I'm just trying not to fall. And I'm like, I've never related to somebody more in my life. It's insane. <laughs> um, so, oh my God. Oh my God. It's just disgusting. He just stares at her for a long ass minute and she goes, so... <laughs> It's the most awkward like, proposal ever. Having, like a heat stroke and his his cut is throbbing again. It's just... the cut throbs whenever he's making shitty choices. <laughs> it's like a Pinocchio situation. Like yeah. every time he fucks up, it starts whenever throbbing. Peter is lying, which is all the time. Oh my god. So it's awkward because normally like the person who is like the runner or like the, okay. I also thought about this later too. She got out in broad daylight. This bitch thought she was going home. She got out in the limo, broad daylight. You can see it on her face. I'm fucking going home. It's broad ass daylight. There's no sun setting. So he's pausing for a long time. She's starting to get real worried. And this is when he goes, I've cherished every single moment that I've been able to spend with you. I know I told you that I was falling for you. I told you that my heart was being torn in two different places, but now I have to follow my heart, which is like totally a way to break up with her. Right. You know? And then he goes, Madison. Wait, can I talk about this? Yeah. When he said Madison, I was like, Holy shit. Did you just call her the wrong name? Literally. I was freaking out. He pauses like way too long. He just goes, Madison. She left two days ago. (laughs) But like, but like when, when he says Madison, she like shudders and like falls into herself. And I'm like, you stupid bastard. Like she literally thinks that you called her the wrong name or like something. And then, but he's like, she left two days ago. And then her face grows with like elation. She's like, oh my God, I'm the only woman here. That's okay. 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 She's like calculating, calculating, whatever. And he says some other bullshit. And then he says like, my heart chooses you forever. Mm, I'm sorry. I watched Twilight no less than 20 times. Forever means something, Peter. (laughs) So, um, Hannah Ann says, like, the words, oh my word, at least, like, 20 times, because she is a six-year-old white woman in a 13-year-old's body with fashion choices of a 13-year-old. Anyway, but, Mm -hmm. like, that's what she would say. So she's like, oh my word, oh my word, I can't believe I get to have you forever. It's like, oh my god, y'all don't know shit about shit. Um, Read a book, and that book is Twilight. Okay, um, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) so i thought this was interesting peter eventually they're like hugging each other and like going through their like romance or whatever and he says that you know i've always said that like i always wanted somebody 
to love me as much as I love them. And that is a sentence that would be normally said, except for, for him, I had this realization, that means he doesn't, like, he doesn't actually want love because he doesn't love Heck and Hannah Ann. So if he wants somebody to love him as much as they he loves them, like, what is he talking about? There's nothing there. So I thought that was telling. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Ugh. Ugh. So we cut back to the fucking live show and it's about 15 minutes into this two hour program. So everyone's like, okay, dog, this is, this is a suspect. Right. And of course, Chris mm-hmm. is like, Oh, I guess we have a happy couple, but actually not really. Um, cause stay tuned. Cause shit's about to get real. Um, we go to, um, somewhere in LA and he meets up with his family and <laughs> When he walks in the door, Barbara stands up and she starts like convulsing because she just like loves her son so much. And she tells him that she loves, she misses him so much in the way that he says hello and she misses his clothes and she misses everything about him. And it's like, cologne and like, I'm just like, stop smelling your son. Please. Please. Um, he proceeds to do a really dramatic, like, he's, like, taking notes from Chris Harrison. He says a really dramatic telling them of, like, that he's engaged. Pause. To his person. Pause. And I know you guys really wanted me to make the right decision. Pause. So I made the right decision, and I picked Hannah Ann. And his mom fucking loses it. Not really yeah. sure why. I don't know. Are you? What do you, you like, Barb? I like Barb. I have, uh, I wouldn't want Barb to be my mom, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> but mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I do like her, like, overall. <laughs> I think Peter needs somebody like Barb, and I don't think I need somebody like Barb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's, it's wild. Um, I don't ever, I don't want any, I mean, I think, too, like, as much as we, like, talk about like, they're needing to be, like, more um, bachelors of color. Mm-hmm. Like, this might be a cultural thing that mm-hmm. I just, like, don't understand. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, that, you know, like, because of her, like, background, um, mm-hmm. it might be, like, more important for her to, like, have somebody that she, like, gets along with and, like, gets along with their family. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, so, like, th- this might just be, like, more emotional for her in general. Yeah. That's not how my family operates. Mm-hmm. And I would be incredibly, incredibly frustrated if that's how my family acted. Yeah. That's just wild. Um, so, we cut to the happy couple weekend, which is code for dump town. Um, <laughs> because it's always <laughs> how it's been. Um and fucking Hannah Ann walks in wearing baby blue top. And you know that is a bad sign because both Hannah B. and Becca Kufrin wore baby blue during their iconic breakup scenes in their happy couple mm-hmm. weekends. So I don't know who's behind that choice, but I, I love that person and they deserve a raise. Um, yeah. It's fucking epic. So the breakup, I'm not going to go into all the like boring stuff about it. It's a very, it's a very basic, like Peter's like, I love you so much and I know you deserve more and I can't give it to you kind of martyr bullshit. Um, He says he's been honest about his struggles, but um, in reality, he's only been kind of honest because um, he's really only like we find out later, he's only been letting her know about his struggles kind of once the show started airing. So for like a full month and a half, he was like, 
were good and telling her constantly that he loved her and that she was the one he made the choices for. Um, so whatever. He basically does tell her like, I can't be there for you. And so I don't think it's fair to you and we should, you know, break up because she's like, can you give me a hundred percent and like meet me halfway? And he's like, I don't think I can. Um, Hannah Ann gets pretty reasonably upset. She's fucking amazing. She's gorgeous. I love her so much. Um, one point she says, why didn't you just let me go? And I think that's just like the real crux of the rest of it in a lot of ways. Why didn't he just let her go? Ultimately his decisions to lie to her. Well, to, to um, withhold certain information from her really affected the way that she made her decisions. And thus she said yes to something she didn't know the full information about. And he did that because he didn't want her to leave. That is literally what it was. She says it to his face. He agrees. Yeah. I think that's the thing with like this part of the relationship is not that he was like dishonest, but that he was withholding. Mm -hmm. Um. So, like, I do believe that he, like, had real feelings for her and that, like, maybe he even loved her, but, like, she was, like, communicating with him that she had real, like, insecurities about how he felt about her and he made it seem like he was not in love with Maddie and he also didn't share that Maddie had left and he was, like, just, like, leaving it to her to like communicate everything. And then he just like developed his feelings or like shared his feelings after the fact. Um, it's, it's really, it's really, it's gross, it's gross. Honestly, super gross. It's manipulative. It's disrespectful. Um, mm -hmm. She goes on to say, you took the most precious, mo precious moment I could ever have from me because you selfishly just did not want me to walk away or to send me home, mm -hmm. whatever the case would have been. At this point, I don't need anything from you. You've done enough damage. Cut to and then, like, the screen. Barbara is clapping. I, like, I love that they had a barb cam the whole time. Like, I... Also, totally, I totally get it. Like, it's not, it's not nice for them to have that without telling her. Mm -mm. But Barbara was, like, clapping for Hannah Ann. Like, this is feminism. It's Like, amazing. if you've ever wondered, this is what feminism is. Barbara is just like, yeah, my fucking son did my bitch wrong. I'm going to clap for her because she's right. And then, like, oh, the rest of the episode is oh just so God, great. So I can't good. wait. She's like, I feel betrayed. You betrayed me. You, you know that, right? <laughs> He's like, yes. And I'm like, yes, bitch. Oh, my God. I'm my own rock. Um, okay. So then we cut back to the, we cut to the live taping. And um, Peter's just like, mm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sorry boy. I'm a sorry boy. But they're like, that's pretty sickly it. They're like, fucking bring Hannah Ann out, okay? So she comes out out and she just go, ju just immediately goes into monologuing and I am obsessed with it. Do not give this man any more time to fucking talk. No. Um, she's like, words have power, Peter. Either you don't mean what you said or you don't understand the weight of your words and how they impact people. So which one is it? <sighs> <laughs> amazing oh my god 
Um, Peter's like, I was mourning a relationship that had ended like two days prior. It's not very natural to be doing this on a TV show. I felt really bad. He apologizes to his credit. He like apologizes a bunch and he agrees with everything anyone says, but he's just like, you know, I was mourning this relationship and it was really hard and I just was in a really confusing place and et cetera, et cetera. And, and Hannah Zen's like, well, what would have been appropriate is that to, prior to our engagement, you would have sat me down and told me the full extent of where your heart was. And throughout that week, instead, you waited till the very last moment to tell me I was the last girl left, which is the crux of the situation. Oh, oh my God. I actually, like, I have been, I will be the first person to admit that, like, I did not really connect with, like, any of the women mm-hmm. this season. Mm-hmm. Like, I had people that I was, like, horny about for my own personal reasons. But, like, mm-hmm. like the top six, it was just sort of, like, eh, whatever. Who cares? I really enjoyed, like, Hannah Ann getting to speak her piece, like, during the last, like, two episodes of this. Um, and especially her getting to say just, like, yeah, like, you had every opportunity to tell me that I was the last person here or like like any of your feelings about Madison. Yeah. Like after she left, before she left, any of it because I told you that I was feeling insecure. Mm-hmm. And you didn't do that. And then you decided that for I don't even know like why Peter proposed to her. Truly. Like, I don't think we'll ever really know. I mean, there's definitely pressure as the lead to like perform, you know, and I do think that's a real pressure that is put on them and um, to like perform this like love story. And so I, I, I do agree that he was under pressure and he was clearly in a really bad space and he thought this was the best choice. And he says like, you know, I know what my heart can heal. So like, why not, make it try to work with you but it is disrespectful and he made and i just like what you kind of said a second ago he made the choice he made the Mm -hmm. choice he made the choice for hannah ann in the words he used and the way that he conducted himself so he took her choice away in a lot of ways i mean she Mm -hmm. could have said no of course but like he really did it in a way that manipulated her and uh, put her under pressure and she even says that she's like you made me feel pressured um so it's just not good she also drops a hand of baby bomb and says that he went to go talk or wanted to talk to her. Um, and that was kind of weird. And um, yeah, anyway, it's pretty great. She leaves the stage triumphant, but um, that joy, the joy of that moment in my life was fleeting at, at best because fucking Chris Harrison deadpans the camera and is like, it's not fucking over bitch. Um, he tells Peter, I knew it wasn't over for you. So I took it upon myself to do something about it. You don't even know about this. You haven't seen this. But I went to Auburn to see Maddie. And I hate this because it seems like Chris is just blatantly lying to the television. Peter knows he went to Auburn. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I feel like it was just like a conversation had between uh, Maddie's producer Mm-hmm. And Maddie, like, Peter's producer and Peter, mm-hmm. just, like, I'm still interested in this. I feel like that's how they tried to make it different from mm-hmm. Ari's season, yeah. where it wasn't just Ari, like, going, like, immediately there. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. But it was also, like, it was really, like, 
a huge moment of cowardice, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, like go, go shoot your shot. If you're going to do it, like why, why the fuck are you going to make Chris Harrison go? Like they already knew Mm -hmm. that this was what was going to happen. And that's why I kind of like ultimately respect Ari in the long run. Um, I don't respect him. That's a strong word. I didn't mean that. Tell you, take it back. But I, I, I mean, this is why we are um, extremely below neutral yeah. about Ari. Yes, exactly. Um, is that he did? He he shot a shot. He fucking went and did it. He talked to Lauren. He did the thing, you know. Um, and they're together and have a baby. So, like, you know, what are you gonna do? So he, Chris Harrison, goes to see Maddie and Auburn, and somehow Maddie's eyelashes are worse than they were before. I'm not sure how it's possible. She went back to Auburn and they got clumpier than fucking effort. And I'm honestly going to say it on the podcast. I think she's the reason the coronavirus got to America. <laughs> like literally though, I mean. They're I so clumpy. It, it harbored the little viruses. And when she went to the airport and they brought, she brought it. Yeah. Here. It makes a whole lot of sense because like, I don't know, like Tammy Faye is super uh, Christian. She like sings songs with gaithers or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's funny that they're called gaithers. Um, <laughs> no, um, but literally, like I, I like I couldn't stop looking at them while she was talking. They were like, like I truly. I am a person. I am. Um, I can't hear very well. Mm-hmm. Like I. Um, so I, a lot of times when people are talking to me, I look at their mouth Mm -hmm. to like see what they're saying. And I truly am a person that cannot look at her mouth because I am so distracted by her eyeballs. And so like, I've, I've never heard her say anything. (laughs) It's fucking like, I am a hard of hearing person who is looking at a person's eyelashes because they are so distracting. That's wild. That's not okay. Um, basically he convinces her to come back, um, because she's claims she's still in love with him and he tells her that Peter's probably still in love with her and that's why he broke up his engagement and that he's now single. He just like the way he said the word, Peter's now single. I wanted to punch him in the fucking throat and I might still do it. Watch your ass, Chris Harrison. I'm going to fucking, <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the throat if I ever see you. Mm-hmm. Um, so she flies to LA to see Peter and Peter's like seems generally shocked to see Bandy. Like when she comes around the corner, he's like, what the fuck? And like, he keeps looking off camera at like the producer that he's definitely fucking. Um, <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Let's not get sued. So Peter and Maddie like mush their heads together for like five minutes and they forgive each other for being both the worst humans in the world. Um, so they cut back to the arena, as I like to call it where the fucking bloodbath is about to go down and um peter looks like a fucking fool um because he's just like smiling because he's like proud of himself some for some reason i'm like sir you are utter trash um he says he's in love with maddie still and they're like fuck off dude i just like jack off motions forever uh maddie comes out and she says she's still in love with him um and i honestly don't care about any of this because it's like it's pretty obvious that it's if it's real, it's still very troubled. That's at best. And if it's the worst, I feel like it's fake. They're not even touching each other. They're barely looking at each other. They're still yeah. restrained. That's what I was thinking, too, is, like, um, uh, we both listened to uh, Becca and Rachel's, mm-hmm. like, Bachelor podcast today. And um, 
I mean, I think like Becca as a person who went through this like similar experience, um, when she was, when she like was finally like able to like admit that she was with Garrett, like she was all over him. Like she loved him. And like, I have my reservations with Garrett. Yeah, like, of course we all do. You know, like whatever. Um, but like they clearly like gave a shit about each other and they were like all, it was like a, um, like a blessing mm -hmm. to be able to like hold each other and just like be in public together and like do all of this shit. And the two of them together, it was just like, ew, like yeah. it was like toxic almost. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it didn't feel loving. It didn't feel like they were excited to be around each other. And I mean, like this could, I mean, like maybe the fact that like Maddie like doesn't love like physical connections, but like, I don't even think that's the thing either. No, cause they, they were, were like, yeah, they were like forehead to forehead all the time. Like there was intimacy there. Yeah. It just wasn't sexual. Yeah. And so, like, but there was no intimacy, like, in these moments. Yeah. It's really, really, really wild. And it makes me think it's not either not real and or very, very strained, which is just, like, duh. Fucking duh. Um, mm -hmm. So, we finally cut to Barb. Chris has, like, so how do you feel about this? How does Peter's family feel about this? Barb's, like... Of course, Chris, I have my feelings. Uh, same, Barb. We all have feelings right now about this. I've been getting mm -hmm. lots of love in my DMs. I love that she said DMs. It's my favorite thing. So, <laughs> she's like, but there's so much more that wasn't shown. Um, she proceeds to tell us the thing that we now know is that Maddie took three hours to get to meet them, that Maddie didn't want to meet them, that Peter had to basically drag her ass in, um, that once she did come in there, she never apologized to the family for making them wait three hours. Um, you know, I think that's a fair criticism to an extent. Um, and then she said when she asked Maddie if she was madly in love with her son, Maddie said no. And I was like, duh, who would be? Um, and, <laughs> and that she wouldn't accept a proposal from him. So she's like, well, with Hannah, there was a connection. And unfortunately with Madison, there was not. Which means to me that Barb also wanted to fuck Madison and she was sad that she couldn't. Um, <laughs> I mean, from what I feel about that is that I don't give a fuck about the three hours thing. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, I get that you guys, like, flew from where the fuck ever you're yeah. from. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um... I don't think Madison should have to apologize for being late for like trying to figure out some shit that's going on with your son and her. Um, the thing that I would be worried about is just like the things you've already expressed before. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you're not compatible. You're unsure compatible. if you're like even fully in love with him that you're struggling to get to that point and it's like days away from the thing. Um, right. This is like the, the part we were talking about earlier in the episode where it was like, she's described the things that she expects for her son early on. Mm -hmm. And Madison is not meeting those expectations no. and it's the rest of it. Like it, I don't feel like it matters so much. No, no, like, no. I agree. It's it's a little bit of not meeting her expectations, which I think is something that people are having a trouble with today. They're like annoyed at 
like Barb has like these like unreasonable expectations. I don't think they're that unreasonable, but whatever. You can feel that way. But the thing is that Barb is also Barb and all the rest of the family is also calling into question the very basic, obvious incompatibilities. So there's two things happening. Well, there's multiple things happening, but that's definitely like two major things that's happening is Barb's, you know, feelings about having your son be changed in some fashion. And then also just like the obvious observation that things are not on the same level. So, you know, she goes to say that as well. Um, uh, but like, so, okay. Maddie. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, so Maddie, gosh, I mean, I think probably people can tell by this point I'm not like a super big Maddie fan at the moment. I don't hate her, but I'm like, it's I'm definitely not her big fan. But I I wouldn't wish this upon anyone, of course. This is horrible. She's sitting on stage basically alone. She has this piece of shit dude back next to her. She has Chris Harrison on the other side of her. It's trash. She feels attacked. I, that's horrible. Um, mm-hmm. So she's like, she does pull a classic Victoria fascist and she says, it is what it is, which honestly, it is what it is. Um, and she says she can't change the past and a lot of it's out of her control. I do feel like a good amount of it was in her control and she could have made some better choices. But at this point, it is out of her control. It is out of her hands and shit's happening. Um, she does like say stuff about how like she's like i'm not a mother so i don't really know how hard it can be and obviously she still really loves um her son and she just wants the best for her family and like she respects peter and his family or she respects and loves peter so she respects and loves his family um and then she asks peter to help her a little bit Mm-hmm. Oh my god, he just rambles on and really doesn't say much other than he loves her and he wishes the family would just like respect his decisions. Um and uh Barb is like our whole family didn't like it. <laughs> my other son who is 25, which is total shade because Madison's only 23. Um my other mm-hmm. son didn't like it. My husband didn't like it. These are two completely different people and only one of them gave their heart. Maddie interrupts to say that she disagrees and says it's her journey too, um, which is like kind of like a weird sentiment. I don't, I mean, it's a true sentiment, but like, that's not really the conversation that's going on. What do you think? Like, I, I think this is like a conversation that we started having before. Yeah. Um, where Maddie thinks this is just as much her journey as it is his. Mm-hmm. And I don't disagree with that. Um, but the end of this journey, like, mm-hmm. that being a part of it, uh, when it's, like, revolving around, like, his family, like, there's something different there. It's totally you know weird. I mean? Yeah, it's super. I'm not really sure. Um, Chris asks Barb, well, where do we go from here? And Barb says the best line of the fucking season. She says, well, he's gonna have to fail to succeed. Bless. And, like, but the thing is, like, everybody in the audience starts booing her, mm-hmm. and this is when we find out that White women aren't allowed. <laughs> Who gave them the right? Who gave them the fucking right? It's disgusting. Right? <laughs> like, 
Oh, I mean, okay. Ultimately, we just will touch it real quick. Daddy Pete, Senior Pete, Papa Pete. Um, I'm gonna call him Daddy. Papa Pete. Um, he gets to speak, and um, not before the mom tells him in Spanish to help her out, which everyone's noted online. Uh, but like, of course, <laughs> like, of course, she's gonna say that. I love that though. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I'm like, dude, like, you guys are gonna be married for like fucking 35 years. Like, it's cool. He's gonna do what he's gonna do to help his wife. It's telling to me that there's so many obstacles, um, which I think is what you were talking about earlier. Like something about it, this in the beginning, it's supposed to be the best and mm-hmm. it's not the best. So um, there's just too many differences. Um, yeah. Maddie makes one last attempt to save face. And she says that uh, none of this should be hashed out until I have TV. Oh, you think <laughs> you fucking think. <laughs> and it's just between her and Peter. Chris is like, okay, well that's cool and all, but uh, I hope y'all are great. And just so you know, I'll be there for you. And it's very on- ominous. And I'm not sure what Chris means. I think he watches them while he's, they sleep. And it's not okay. <laughs> um, I will say real quickly. We get a little thing about Claire. And it's amazing. And I'm so excited for her. Definitely the last 15 minutes of the show was um, not expected. So it definitely took into Claire's time. And I think otherwise Claire would have had a full segment. Where they had brought out a bunch of men onto the stage. To like have her meet her men. Like five men before her season starts. But that didn't happen because fucking Barb threw down. And that's mm-hmm. that's how I have to say about that. Mm-mm-mm. I think overall, like, the two of us stand Barb. Yeah. Yeah, I stand Barb. Um, she saved us from a couple things. She saved us from that moment of cringe of watching all these men come on stage and try to win Claire's heart. Thank you, Barb. I love you. Um, she's just speaking the voice of reason. She definitely was intense. She may have attacked Maddie more than necessary in some ways. But, like, I think she genuinely, oh, here's the thing I was thinking about earlier today. At this point, her anger and a lot of the way she acted last night, I don't even think was about Maddie. It was more about how much she fucking hates her son. (laughs) Can we talk about how disgusting he is? And he got none of the repercussions. He had a little bit of a slap on the wrist for 10 minutes from Hannah Ann, and that is it. And now we have this happy fucking love story, and I hate it. Go ahead. No, and I think that's true. Like, um, I think I saw a tweet from, like, Nick Vial earlier where it was, like, yeah, like, Peter doesn't have to, like, actually have to deal with any of the repercussions of his actions because his mom is taking all the heat Mm -hmm, right now. mm -hmm. And, like, that's stupid. Like, all his mom and his dad were trying to do was just be, like, Hey, I've known you, I don't know, your entire ass fucking life. And I would like you for you to have a like a healthy and wonderful romantic relationship <sighs> with somebody. And like we saw that with somebody and we didn't see it with somebody else. And like now all of a sudden Peter is like not responsible for any of the decisions that he's making because his mom is so so overbearing or whatever like shut up yeah no no like she just knows you better than yeah. you're like admitting to and again, or like and again it's also on him he's set no boundaries she's not a fucking like that dominant of a person he maybe he has some struggle setting boundaries i do think it could be hard setting boundaries with parents i'm not saying that it's like easy or whatever but like he's 28 years old he's still living with her he's not set these boundaries 
And Barb is just like doing what she does best in the sense that like helping her son make decisions that he's clearly had her help ma him make for years and years and years. So like mm -hmm. she's just helping him in the way that she knows best, which is to be honest with him and the person. And she's not even being vicious. She's like, no one's a bad person. She's like this other person's way, but who's like giving your, her your heart, you know? And so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Barb stan. I think, you know, no one no one won last night other than maybe Kelly, who just got to sit in the fucking audience and look like a goddess. Um, <laughs> but, like, other than Kelly, no one really won. And uh, and that's, that's the truth. But I do think that the hate on Barb is really misplaced, and we should be hating on Peter, please. Um, I will say, yeah. as I've said many times before, no one should be sending any kind of, like, actual hate. No one should be fucking sending death threats. It's fucking disgusting. Just put your down your phone and walk away. But I'm just saying, if we're going to be, like, holding people accountable for their actions, we need to be holding Peter accountable for his actions. That's it. Point yeah. blank. That's it. We're done. Everybody else, like, I mean, that's what you sign up for mm -hmm. as, like, the lead. Mm -hmm. Like, you are the lead. Mm -hmm. And everybody else is there to support you or, like, be a part of your experience. Mm -hmm. And, like, nobody else deserves this kind of, like, like vitriol. No. Um, no. Including mom. Like, I don't necessarily agree with everything that Barb said, mm -hmm. but there is no way that Barb should be getting, like, the kind of shit that she's getting yeah. like somebody actually asked on her thread if she is a democrat because she must be a democrat <laughs> that's so much hate <laughs> i mean i hope she is but. i know i think she is it was a hilarious comment though um yeah she's getting a lot of hate and i think that's that's not good and i think again nobody should be getting like hate hate you could question peter's choices but don't tell don't tell him to you know anyway whatever um because i know last week we told him that he should die uh so <laughs> i realized the hypocrisy blood. i still feel confident yeah, in that's that. fine um i guess really do we want to talk about like some of the extra stuff i don't know um i don't i want to go to bed yeah i want to go to bed too y'all it was bananas um i don't know what's gonna i just will say this i don't know what's gonna really happen um like, because Peter did none of the media junkets that he normally would, uh, a lead would do the next day. Um, he mm -hmm. hasn't posted, Madison hasn't posted. The only person that's posted is Hannah Ann, and she's a queen and a stand forever. Um, and if you just want more information, I definitely re recommend listening to the Bachelor Happy Hour episode. You'll find out a lot of stuff. And if you're still feeling weird feelings about um, Barb, I really suggest you listen to it because you're just gonna, you're really gonna get some more insight right. into things. Um, but other than that, y'all, just like we fucking did it, Danica, I love you so much. We did it. I love you. We did it. We got, we got through this Peter season. Oh my god, it's. Ah! Um, and just let's, go ahead. Let's go to bed. Okay, we're gonna go to bed. Oh. Um, I just will say, make sure you subscribe and love and share us and have all the good times. Maybe leave a rating and a review because we are gonna take a little bit of a break. Um, I'm gonna try to come back with some episodes. I have some people lined up who want to do like, just like talk about the franchise a little bit. So that might happen. Um, and we're as a reminder, we're not gonna be watching or we're not gonna recap um the Listen to Your Heart show. So send your hate mail to somebody else. <laughs> and that's about it but uh yeah love y'all make sure you're uh, you dm us and talk to us because i'm gonna i'm gonna miss everybody but we'll still be here that's for sure 
Okay. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to Descartes Pod. Make sure you're following us on social media. On Instagram, we are Descartes Pod. On Twitter, we are Descartes Podcast. You can email us at DescartesThePodcast at gmail. And make sure you're following your hosts. Danica is at Drunk Feminist on Instagram. And Jenna is Jenna with a smile. Make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Hey, leave us a review. This is the final podcast tonight. When you are ready. Oh, hello. It's me, the ghost who haunts your phone. Just kidding, it's actually me, Avalon, the host of Boohaha, which is a thing that I do. A podcast, if you will, that happens some weeks, not all. Don't wait up, it's fine, we'll call you. Shut up. Anyway, it's about ghosts and tangents. Mostly tangents, if I'm being entirely honest. So join me each and every week-ish as I gather the funniest people I know to a campfire that I build in my living room and then regale them with spooky tales of boogans and googas. Oh, also, it's a comedy podcast, if that wasn't clear from the vibe, you know. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.